and we're back on But Make It Hallmark. We're on the penultimate <gasps> episode, the penultimate week. No. Of countdown to Christmas and miracles of Christmas. I'm here with Patty. You look shocked. <laughs> I. What is time? We're yeah. Al- we're almost there. Indeed. What is time? <laughs> It was like it, took, it was taking forever, and then I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh my! Um, well, thanks, Chingai, for that little reminder. I will cherish the last couple of movies more. <laughs> time is what is time, indeed. Uh, this has been uh, not too terrible week, actually. Uh, I guess we're back to regular programming with just watching four, well, five movies this time around instead of the usual four. But it was not a disappointment. Of course, there's still some on the naughty list. And you know what? No better way than just kick us off with those. So I'm going to kick us off with our first on the... I don't know if it's just even just naughty. This is just naughty on steroids. Countdown to Christmas is Christmas on Cherry Lane, starring Catherine Bell, Jonathan Bennett, John Brotherton, Aaron Cahill, James Denton, and Vincent Rodriguez III. A young couple preparing to welcome their first child, an empty nester and her fiancé, ready to start a new chapter, and a couple who unexpectedly have the chance to expand their family on Christmas Eve, celebrate the holiday as they navigate these turning points in their lives. (laughs) (laughs) I want to preface this by saying I love Aaron Cahill. It's always nice to get a gay movie, or at least gay characters in a movie, and... James Stanton does it for me. He really does. However, this is one of those cases, and I still don't know what this quote really is, but it's those the sum of its parts it's, is not like, I don't know, more than the whole. Whatevs. To say the least, this is the, uh, this is us, but make it Hallmark of the <laughs> Hallmark Cinematic Universe. And it doesn't hit you at first, at least if you're watching it on maybe 1.5x and not quite paying attention, it won't really hit you. But it tells the story of three families in different timelines, um, all in the same address. And there is like one to two characters that kind of float through all of them. And that's the friend that was one of the brides and I think the last bridesmaid. I forget. I think that's her. Yeah. And they aged her and all that. So it's a concept movie. And Hallmark likes to get experimental sometimes. And I appreciate it. They did pay attention to like, um, you know, 70s clothing. If it was 70s with Aaron Cahill. And, you know, 90s, I'm assuming 90s clothing with like uh, Catherine Bell and James Denton. And, and at least trying, and then of course the present time with our lovely uh, same-sex couple, um, Vincent Rodriguez III and Jonathan Bennett. So I, I appreciate how that kind of evolved over the years of a huge family, you know, extended family. When we get the dad from um, the the Miracles of Christmas movie, or at least he, he, we see, we've seen this dad before, and we get a more nuclear family in the '90s, and then we get a you know, a more progressive family. So you know what? The elements were there. However, did I give a fuck? (laughs) I couldn't. I didn't. And so to me, it wasn't... I I can't say I hated it because there were elements of it that I appreciated. But again, it's one of these things where I think if there's too much going on, you can't really focus on anything. And none of, again, all these couples were already couples, so it was more like a family movie. And those aren't terrible because, like, Five Star Christmas is wonderful, but there's a love story. Here, all of them were kind of taken already, and so there wasn't that tension. And so we get a lot of, like, adoption side stories and fostering and houses breaking and people singing Oh Holy Night to keep them calm. And I'm just like, guys, I'm too tired. I'm literally too tired for this shit. And... I just wanted fluff, and this one did not have the fluff. And it's sad because John Brotherton was in it, and we loved him last year in his movie with Kimberly Sustad. And here it was just like, all right, families are stressful during Christmas. I get it, blah, blah, blah. Good night. <laughs> I've been wanting to say something since you started talking, Patty. Oh, no. You, you messaged me about how, okay, this is the This Is Us of um, Hallmark. And I was like, yeah, is it, it's This Is Us because there's adoption or something. 
And I just kept wondering, why is this This is us? Oh. Is it because it's an ensemble? <laughs> Christmas and Cherry Lane has the honor of being my first 2X movie. <laughs> and this is why I had no idea that they were moving through different <laughs> One, I'm so sorry for spoiling it to you. Number two, I don't think this is the reaction they wanted from us or Christmas in Cherry Lane. Take note, I don't even watch This Is Us. And that's why I was like, wait, am I referencing something wrong? I watched all of This Is Us and I don't think you spoiled anything. I think... This movie spoiled itself. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Swift yeah. said it best. Trash takes itself to out. out. Gosh, that was really it. It was okay. I I don't know. Maybe I have more to say about it, but I just it was high too high concept. And also the thread going through it. I know it was the house, but it wasn't as clear that the that the daughter of Catherine Bell was now the auntie, that that neighbor is now that, oh, you know, yeah. that friend that is now, I don't know. I don't know if she I died, just, honestly. I just kept wondering, why does, like, the lady who they clearly aged look just like the, the other, other lady? lady. <laughs> 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 but, but again, you couldn't pay me enough exactly. to care. <laughs> I think that's the thing, right? Like, too high concept and yet not the best follow through that you want to care about it. So, oh well, oh well, Papel. Um, Learned something new today. You're welcome. I'm so glad. I yeah. For all for, for everyone that is just a casual listener, I joined late. The discussion guy text me like 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, I have a recording. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chingai, for your patience. All right. And to all a good, good morning. N- <laughs> Let's go to the next movie. To all a good night, starring Kimberly Sustad and Mark Ganime. A small town photographer saves the life of a mysterious man who may just be in town to buy her family's parkland, which is also the location of the annual Christmas celebration. This is our Miracles of Christmas movie, isn't it? I think yes, so. It is. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there was like a bit of drama here. I like Kimberly Sustad, and I know Mark from Virgin River. Mm, I was so mm. happy to see him here because um, over in Virgin River, he was paired with the older woman, and I just wanted to see him with someone his age. So it was it, it was a nice Is pairing. He? Okay, he's the new doctor. Yeah, yeah I know. The, I, I know he's a new doctor. I didn't know he. Who's the Who's the older woman? The older woman is a frequent um, Hallmark uh, Hallmark oh, is lady. This? Is she uh, wait? Is she like the fake five, girlfriend of? Is she the, the five the... star Christmas guest? Was oh, that her? really? No, because I I know there's the other Hallmark frequent lady, the, the girl that keeps flirting with um, that's her, the doctor, that's her. the flirty girl. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think I think it's a good interesting. <laughs> I don't I don't blame him for liking yeah, okay. the older woman, but at the I same need time, to. um, you know. I need he to catch up on Virgin River. Him. I'm so excited. Okay. I think it's a sign that we're talking about Virgin River rather than talking about I'm just trying to avoid this movie as much as possible. Um, I I had high hopes because it's Kimberly Sustad, but I like Kimberly Sustad in comedy. Mm. And to put her in a Miracles of Christmas movie made me feel a little bit iffy. Mm. There is like a mystery. Obviously, there's a mystery here because it's in the Movies and Mysteries channel. And... It's like, I was like, is this is this their take on the Little Mermaid? Because he gets into an accident, a motorcycle accident in the forest, and it's very Twilight. And she saves him, but then he has a concussion, so he's like, he kind of forgets who she is. And I'm like, wow, it's just like the Little Mermaid. Oh my and she gosh! Has this elephant necklace, but she hides it because she doesn't want to reveal who she is. And then she's also trying to find out if it's his family who wants to get the parkland that she's so invested in. So we have those like usual tropes. tropes. Yeah. I think um, they, they chose good actors to do it. But again, I, I couldn't care enough about this. I don't know. I don't know why. I think the, the potential was there. But the story to me just moved so slowly. And I think that's what they do. They try to 
stretch things out because it's a mystery. But then, mm. like, I just want to know what happens next. He knows how to sign. I remember that. That was a nice touch because they include, you know, ASL in here. But I just found it so slow and so boring. Boring and Kimberly so that should never exist in the same sentence. And yeah. that's why I'm a little bit mad about this movie because I think it could have been different. Yeah. But then they made it this very sad Twilight-looking thing <laughs> that, that had touches of The Little Mermaid. I was very confused and, uh, and very upset. <laughs> I, I didn't hate it. <laughs> I didn't hate this movie. This is the first movie I did watch of the of the bunch. And I, I do have to give it the Miracles of Christmas for making their Miracles of Christmas movies mysteries. To be fair, there's always like a, now a hint of mystery. They did it with the Victor Webster movie where there was that, you know, whatever, JR thing. And now we have this. It does give Twilight meets Little Mermaid vibes. And I think you hit the nail on the head, except I love Twilight, so. <laughs> it, it had that, like, another, like, moody, yeah. very moody, misty thing. I... I Honestly, what this movie made me want to do is order fast food because of how good that diner was that they kept referring to. And I think I might just do that today to treat myself. But it wasn't terrible in that I really like Kimberly Sustad. And I I really appreciated how she tried. <laughs> Was it effective? Not super. This doctor in Virgin River, I was always scared that he was going to like try to vie for the heart of the lead girl. And that's why I was super wor- wary about him. Clearly, I'm not caught up on Virgin River. He, but, he did for a bit. Yeah. They okay. That good, good, good. I'm so excited to catch up now. But it was nice to see him outside of the Virgin River, although it does have Virgin River vibes too. You know what I mean? Like the, it does. It the does. town and all that, which makes me, which made me feel comforted because I love Virgin River and I love Heart of Dixie and it's all kind of that, that, that swagger. The, the parts that were like, okay, maybe we don't need this is like, yeah, the elephant necklace, like mystery, the fact that her dad was writing to all these people, the stepmom, I'm going to give you this for a dollar. Um, the, what do you call this? The shit. I forgot what I was going to say. But does it matter? It doesn't. It doesn't matter if I forgot. I was going to say, because this will be one of those forgettable movies that you just kind of let go of. And having said that, I liked it. So I feel I feel conflicted. I feel I felt comforted by it, but it wasn't quite... I, I, it wasn't 2X for me, that's for sure. Um, and it was a quite a slow-moving movie. I think I'm also in that part of my cycle where I'm just like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Whatever. Life could be worse. You know, I think that's the part of the cycle I'm at. And so it came at a perfect time. Kimberly Sustad needs to be with Paul Campbell. She doesn't need to be in a, in a movie without Paul Campbell in the same week. Because then the contrast is just so glaring. And you get more annoyed that you're like, why aren't they in the movie? Um, but yeah, that's life. We'll see her in a cameo anyway. And mm-hmm. uh, to all a good night. Good night. <laughs> it's okay, guys. It's uh, those are the two things on the you know naughtyish list. And uh, when we're back, I promise you, we've got some nice ones on. But make it Hallmark. And we are back. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. You're still here with me, Patty, and with my co-host Chingai, and we are going through. I cannot believe the second to the last week of. The countdown to Christmas season. I have not done any Christmas shopping. What the fuck? Okay. (laughs) But before I panic and spiral, we do want to get to our nice list. And this week was doubly nice because last week was just a bit of a hmm. Uh, We're moving on to Countdown to Christmas's Magic in Mistletoe, starring Lindy Greenwood and Paul Campbell. Harrington is the author of a popular book series, but the commercial success has left him a bit recluse. As he returns to his hometown for an annual Christmas festival, celebrating his books, he's joined by April, a publicist for a major publishing house he works with. April is there for damage control after Harrington's recent comments on social media have ruffled some feathers. But as she gets to know him better, hope springs that April can unlock Harrington's guarded heart and help him rediscover the spirit of the holiday. The Mistletoe Christmas Festival. You are required to attend. Harrington and his books saved this town. This place is really special. I didn't believe in magic. It changed my mind. I don't know if Paul Campbell wrote this movie, but it sounds like Paul Campbell. And 
I love that about him. Our tall king. Our tall king is back at it. And now he is the Grinch of Grinchiest Grinches. He does Grinch well. He does grumpy well. He does annoyed and fast talking well. And what makes me happy is that we found a beautiful and apt and like commensurate leading lady that could spar with him. Lindy Greenwood, I'm sure we've seen her somewhere else, probably a pre-Mahogany series series, but she, I felt, was a good sparring partner to him. Was she Kimberly Sustad? She was not, and that's fine. That's fine. She deserves her moment in the sun. I really liked how they built this entire... I mean, liked. when I say liked, I cringed, but I liked. This whole cinematic universe of, like, the characters and the books that he... Is it like a Harry Potter book? It feels like that's what they were kind of trying to get at. And I like how he's a problematic author and how he did some, you know, snarky shit on social and it's now blowing up. And, you know, these elements that are actually quite... The Fox News segment at the very start of this or like more of like Entertainment Tonight where they were showing how, you know, how tabloid news kind of blows things out of proportion. And yet, it's the impetus of the whole movie. So I did appreciate all those touches. A little bit of cringe on the whole author thing. But you know what? Paul Campbell, you can do no wrong. Their chemistry together was quite good because this is an enemies to lovers um, trope. And we love an enemies to lovers. We also love a Grinch, and he was quite good at that. I think what I especially liked is how you would see him turn things on when he was in public setting and, like, not turn things on when he was like, you know, I'm a recluse, uh, and how his friends just uh, know him as he is. That, that, that scene, though, as they get, you know, a lot of authentic conversations, DM, and I appreciated those, as they get closer and as they eat s'mores together and as they gain trust, you can see him, like, unpeel the layers and really try to open up and be vulnerable with this lady. And so the betrayal in the end was not quite the betrayal that they put it out to be, but whatever, you know, it's got to have some conflict. It did feel a little, just a very little draggy towards the end of like, I'm like, oh, it's still going. It's still going. I felt like there were so many moments where they could have just like, yay, fade the black, cut it out. We're good. But you know what? They kept going for it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fault them necessarily. It's Paul Campbell. He can do anything. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I think it was funny and fast and, you know, cute, but also I was just a little, and this is not naughty list at all, okay? This is just me being disappointed because they give us the Kimberly Sostad cameo in the beginning where she is a barista, and I got the tease of my life. We're like, oh, it could be her! And I think I just can't anymore unsee the two of them together. That Maybe they've boxed themselves into like a love team, and I know they won't. I know they're so much more capable than that, but the bar is high because that is what I now measure any Kimberly Sustan and Paul Campbell movie against. And even their follow-up of Christmas by Starlight clearly did not reach it, but Wedding Every Weekend was so good that I'm just like, hmm. The Dating the Delaney's, where it was Rachel Boston, and it's not a Christmas movie, but it's Rachel Boston, Paul Campbell. See, like, those things, like, yes, yes, I can, but I think... It needs to be that level or more for me to really like, yes, let's do this. So anyway, love you, Paul. Lindy, good job. Chingai, thoughts? Given you know, the fact, it, it, it's not an opinion, it's a fact that Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sustan have incredible chemistry. I think your, your comments or your feedback on Lindy Greenwood, I, I think they were very gracious. Because like I... I think she was fine. Mm. I think that, yeah, she was a good sparring Mm. partner. You know, her threatening to sue him, trying to level things out with with this Grinch. But I I didn't feel the chemistry. So, Mm. or maybe the chemistry was there, but it wasn't enough for me. Mm. And it's their fault for getting us used to what stellar chemistry is and I was also thinking okay Rachel Boston worked with Paul Campbell I think it's because they kind of look alike I don't know so I was <laughs> I was thinking about like okay if not Kimberly Sustad because we can't have them together all the time who would it be and I think this is affected by another movie that we watched this week but I was thinking about Rachel Lake Cook 
Because mm. then he's very tall and she's very short. And I think that physical difference would have um, been a good tool to to emphasize the the enemies to lovers thing. <laughs> uh, we we had we've had so many Grinches in the Hallmark yeah. Cinematic Universe. We've had... Who was the guy in a cabin? There are a hundred guys in a cabin. Wait, hang on. We gotta get more specific <laughs> you know, than you that. You know where, where um, she wants to... She, I, I can't even remember the girl. She wants to rent his... The wedding cottage. Is that it? She wants to rent his cottage for, okay. for like... So she's a wedding planner. But then he doesn't want to rent it out. Then he's actually an artist who works with wood in the That's trees. Brendan Penny and like Erin oh, Krakow. There yeah. You know, so, th- so that's uh, that's another. <laughs> that's a very similar grinch. <laughs> I love how how I remembered everything in detail except for the cast. <laughs> but quite anyway, important. Yeah. There's so many grinches, and I think this Christmas Elvis of Paul Campbell's is one of my favorites because um, I think it, it's so funny that they made him out to be a rock star author because there are yeah. very few rock star authors. <laughs> Especially with children's books. I mean, Harry Potter is the only thing I can think of. And even that's kind of questionable right now. So this whole social media blow up thing, that, that was that was good. And it's just that I was, I, I feel like this was missing something. And I know what it was missing. <laughs> what? Kimberly Sustad. Someone else. Someone else. Not you know, to say that Lindy Greenwood was bad because she yeah. wasn't. It's just like I, it I, I know I know what this can be. And this yeah. is why I was so upset this week. More so with To All A Good Night because I know what this can be if it were good. And I know hey. what this can be if it's good. And, and it's like two parts of... It's like two separate Sides equations yeah. where you need those two things to come together and that would have just made everything better. So That's should it. we have just transferred Kimberly Sustad to this movie and put Lindy Greenwood in the To All A Good Night? Then you could just no. hate on To All A Good Night. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the I, I have I want To All A Good Night to be to be good. <laughs> and if we just put two throwaways in that movie <laughs> Shots fired! <laughs> then it would be to all a bad night. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess know. we are on different parts of our cycles. And we this are. is this is good. This is good. I love our tension. No, I I thought there was a lot of cringe about this movie, I'll be real, but I think I was just like she wasn't bad. That I was she like, wasn't. Oh, that was good. You know what I mean? Like I was like, if she wasn't bad, therefore must be good. Which is terrible um logic. And uh, I think I'm just in a weakened state this week. Um, and so I'm very susceptible to any suggestions. But yeah, to all a good night was not bad, but magic in mistletoe was not good. Is that fair? Yes, that's fair. There you go. That's fair. There this week go. needs saving. And Hallmark Movies Now comes to the rescue with rescuing Christmas. We did not know that Hallmark Movies Now had two extra movies for this season. <laughs> and last minute, we added two to our lineup. So the first one was for this week. How could we ignore Rachel Leigh Cook and Sam Page? How? So How? rescuing Christmas in a world where Santa is real and wants to drum up some holiday spirit. Two of Santa's elves, Chuck and Debbie, devise a plan to grant one human on Earth three wishes to kickstart the holidays. Unfortunately, that human is Erin, who has lost all affection for the season. Even a blind date set up by her sister with the affable and charming Sam won't change her mind about Christmas. But when she makes the mistake of wishing Christmas would just disappear, Erin wakes up to a world where the holiday never existed. Horrified, she realizes that she's taken away everyone's joy, so she enlists Sam to help her reinvent the festivities from scratch. In the process, Erin learns just how much this holiday and its traditions have meant to everyone around her and how much Sam has come to mean to her. I don't hate Christmas. I just don't know how much more of it I can take. But I really wish Christmas would disappear. Who's Santa? I did a very silly thing. I made a wish that Christmas would disappear. <laughs> Let's give the people what they don't know they want. I feel like you're kind of starting to like Christmas. Christmas is delicious. Rescue Basically, Christmas. that's that's everything. <laughs> that's the entire 
movie in a few sentences. I was scared when this movie started because it looked very Polar Express. And like, okay, we're yes. getting another one of those magical realism Santa movies. How many more are we gonna get this 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 season this year? There there seem to be so many, but but, <laughs> but those elves Chuck and Debbie were such good actors. I feel like and I don't think I've ever said this in my life. I love the elves. I I love them with Black Santa. They, it was, it was <laughs> I, I I really like them. I think they brought the comedy here. So magical realism doesn't doesn't sound so far off which is funny to say I think that Rachel A. Cook deserves to go on the the paid channel because she she (laughs) is a prestige actress in the HCU and so is Sam Page who I've kind of missed I haven't seen him in a while he's aged he's aged a bit but he's aging like a fine wine I think the two of them look great so they're being set up by their friends unknowingly and I like that. Um, the friends play a bit of a role here too. And I'm not mad about that. I'm not mad about the elves. I'm not mad about the meddling friends. I really like this this whole setup that they have where everything is just meant to obviously bring Rachel Laycook and Sam together. Mm. This this has like hints of that Michael Rady movie that like, exactly. you said. Exactly. Forget, remembering Forgetting Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. That I guess is the, the paid version of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, like Rescuing Christmas didn't need to do the black and white thing. Yeah, because, yeah to make because it. They had the, the stop hour. was really good. I thought it was really funny because so everyone forgets what Christmas is, and Rachel, they cook and the elves, um, they, they they try to bring it back, and and everyone's just like inventing what Christmas would be if they had no idea what Christmas was, and those decorations with the tennis balls and the like <laughs> colors all over the place, they were so whack. I really yeah. liked it. Um, yeah. <laughs> She was kind of manic at this point, and then Sam Page was like the, this very calm, you know, logical yes. lawyer who, you know, for for one reason or another, just buys into this whole this whole plot. <laughs> and and you you don't the thing about rescuing Christmas is you don't question the the zaniness of it all. You just you just go go into it full on. And I think that's when a Hallmark movie does its job well when you stop questioning and you just. You know, you just drop all sense of rationality and you just buy into it. That's what this movie does well. I think it's classic textbook Hallmark. What do you think? In the best way possible, right? Because textbook Hallmark can be bad, right? Yeah. And I think that's what happens when you have Raisha Lay freaking cook in your movies. She's just so incredibly delightful. Marianne has come a very, very long way. And I always am so happy to see her in the HCU because she brings another level. I don't want... I feel like Bethany Joy lends her... Like, these are the stars where you're like, we're in for something good. And I'm, I'm really happy that, Chingai, thank you for procuring a copy of this Hallmark Movies Now movie. Uh, no Hallmark Movies Now. We will not go for this upsell. No, but actually, I, it, it did... It was a good tactic to kind of give you like, ooh, look what we have here on the premium version. But it's not like we're not paying for the normal version. Sorry, guys. We actually pay for our friendly um, account. So it's not like we're getting this shit for free. But I, I don't think I have enough push from a marketing perspective. One movie will not make me subscribe to the entire Hallmark movies now when literally we have 42 on the quote-unquote free version. It's not free for us, but the free version. And out of the 42, we probably get, like, what, 20 really good ones? So, or or less. But still, the, the maths isn't mathing, and so it still isn't enough. So, okay, marketing hat out, sorry. Um, they could have done this as, like, a free trial, and then you're like, oh, this is the quality, is. I guess. But then there you need is. to do more of this, right? Like, it can't just right. be the one movie. It's not sustainable yes, for anyone. Yes, exactly. So anyway, having said that, Sam Page, what a beautiful boy. This guy, yes, he's aging, but I love it. Yeah. Because I'm aging. He can't stay young forever. <laughs> this isn't the Leonardo DiCaprio situation where all the girlfriends stay the same age. He needs to age with me, and he looked really, really good here. I did love his calm, cool 
level-headed um, presence because she was the manic pixie dream girl in this situation. And what I really liked about him is that he was just so straightforward. He's like, yeah, we're going to hang out. We're going to go on dates. I like you. Like, it's just like, yeah, everybody here is hanging out with you because they like you. And the, when he, he just casually slid it, slid it in there to be like, I like you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a mature conversation. I love it when someone is just all in and he didn't make it seem cheesy and Hallmark is cheesy. So it was like a nice balance of just like, yeah, I'm a casual outsider just observing this craziness of this thing called Christmas. So it was nice. Their chemistry was great. Rachel A. Cook can almost certainly do no wrong. And Sam Page was such a welcome thing. Calling out the elves and the polar expressness of it all. For me, it was a bit over the top on the magical realism, but it wasn't poorly done. I was just like, am I in the mood for this? I'm hitting that mm-hmm. si- stage of the cycle now. And I watched it while cooking and it was on like, I think 1.2 because I was in between meetings and it was still entertaining. I, I did like the Black Santa. I feel though that even if they didn't have the elves, this would have just been a more cookie cutter Hallmark movie but the elves did elevate it in a sense so I I mea culpa and like yes I wasn't such a fan but it was that extra twist that this needed so yeah Rescue and Christmas certainly helped rescue this week from the first two movies so I'm not gonna complain plus it's racially cook it's racially cook you see the difference here. Rachel A. Cook's a photographer in Rescuing Christmas Kimberly Sosted's a photographer in To All a Good Night Mm. That is all. Mm. <laughs> and with all. that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we aren't quite done yet because we do have one more movie to discuss, and it is on the nicest of lists. So we hope you stick around when we're back on But Make It Hallmark. And we're back with the nicest movie on our list this week it was so nice i watched it thrice and i'm probably gonna watch it again today this is round and round starring vic michaelis brian greenberg and rick hoffman rachel stuck in a time loop reliving the night of her parents hanukkah party can zach the nice boy grandma's trying to set her up with help her make it to tomorrow happy hanukkah everyone on the seventh night of hanukkah something strange happened to rachel you I'm stuck in a time loop, and we've met before. It's like Groundhog Day. Light, spin, eat, repeat. This day is going to keep repeating forever. You're going to throw up? It's deja vu. And Hanukkah, too. I really hope you wake up and remember me. If we have to do this a hundred more times, I'm here for it. Historically, the Hanukkah movies are some of my favorites. I think they've they've made it to every one of Mm -hmm. our top, top lists. For the, this is the fourth year. I am positive this is gonna make it to the top list. I don't know why the Hanukkah movies just seem more more quality than mm. the than the other movies. Maybe because it's just the one. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> it feels just like um it, it feels like a movie. <laughs> Two Harry styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinema it, it, with a capital C. We get complicated plots with Hanukkah movies and they always seem to deliver very well because we've had as we mentioned we have a we've had a ton of magical realism this season and here we go with a time loop movie but somehow this time loop movie leans into the sci-fi I think mm. more than the cheesy cheesy hallmarkness of it all it really it's a nerd movie, and and I'm not a, well, I I'm not into nerds, nerd movies like you know I don't like fantasy, sci-fi, and all that. So for me to really cling on to this round and round movie says a lot because like I did not question the time loop. I love the '80s um, connection with this. I I saw on Reddit that. This movie seems to be doing well with the Gen X crowd because <laughs> of the because of the because of the uh, 80s songs and I think a lot of the a lot of the callbacks with the D&Ds and all of that and maybe that's why I like it so much. I'm on the trailing edge of, of Gen X, so maybe that's why. It's set in New York, but you know how 
it's not like in your face New York. It's very subtle to me. I mean, I guess on a scale of 1 to 10 in Hallmark, it's subtle. (laughs) (laughs) So they have, and they have all the traditions. They didn't sing the Hanukkah song this time. They just recited. They just recited it. I know. um, Over and over again. I was singing it. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) In my head. Why aren't you singing? They have uh, the jelly donuts. So it's a lot of stuff that we've seen over the years. Like stuff that, that's amusing to me <laughs> or interesting to me as someone who's not Jewish. Like I, I'm like totally um I, I I'm like this is like a foreign thing to me and I like learning about it every year. Um <laughs> at least through these movies. Okay. Uh this the, the, the cast was stacked here because we have Rick Hoffman from Suits. I know it yes. was Yes. And I hated him in Suits, but I loved him here. Aww. I really loved him here He's as amazing. the dad. I think ah, uh, he was just um he was just effervescent, I think, as the dad, and he was not annoying at all. And and I love the relationship with the dad and the daughter. Actually, this whole family, even um, we keep pitching lesbian movies. Here we get lesbians with a sister and Megan Rapinoe. <laughs> Shoshana and Bex, you mean? Exactly. Bandit like Bex. <laughs> we have a kid. <laughs> we have a kid, but he's not annoying. And of course, we have Brian Greenberg. Okay, like <sighs> when I saw Brian Greenberg in the lineup before we started all these movies, Dead. I was a little nervous, but I was so pleased because I love Brian Greenberg from Prime. He was Uma mm. Thurman's yes. uh, young boyfriend, young man. and I I do follow him on social. Him and his wife Jamie Chung, and so I love. They have this thick indie movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's always um. It's already tomorrow in Hong Kong. So oh, <laughs> already. To- anyway, they have this indie movie. It's very before sunrise, and they actually produced it. Brian and Jamie. Aww. So I I feel like. You know, I, I don't know. You're a fan I feel of the like family. I, have a, I am. Yeah. I have this parasocial connection to him. And so I was rooting <laughs> for this movie. But I was also very nervous. Because the, the poster looked a little... Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not no. sure if I like mm-hmm. it. But then that poster... Wow, do not judge a Hallmark movie by its poster. Because, um, yeah, it, it. I loved this movie. I don't know how many more times I'm going to say it. I like how they did a, a lot of stylized scenes where, I mean, it's obvious she's going through a time loop. And instead of showing the same thing again and again, a la Groundhog Day, um, they do like a fast forward thing where um, Rachel is moving very slowly and then the whole city around her just kind of fast forwards around again and again. And, and that in very... A very short amount of time shows what this whole time loop feels like. It's like a dizzying thing. And then this movie goes into just like heaven territory where we <coughs> get another nerd, uh, Brian Greenberg's friend who owns a comic book shop. It's just like just like heaven where they enlist a nerd who will buy into the sci-fi fantasy aspect of all of this and propose solutions to get out of the time loop because then he's he's immersed in this whole you know sci-fi universe so he has all of these movies and comic books to pull from and he's, he tries to help them and everything kind of changes from there but she keeps waking up the same day still not solving the whole problem and again I think that this does so well because of the time loop um you get the characters spending more time together and yeah. that's why they feel more fully fleshed out. So yeah. we discover that Rachel's actually um, an aspiring writer and I love the scene where everyone in the comic book um, store comes together and uh, workshops her her story, which she was so afraid in the beginning to um, show to other people, but then slowly she gets their feedback and she approves as a writer and then Brian Greenberg's character, he helps the elderly, he's an art teacher, but actually he wants to be an illustrator. And that reveal where he's sketching her in the comic book shop, and this is how you see me, and it's like she's this comic book heroine. It, it was so sweet. There were also so many side characters that I loved. Uh, the cousin who had uh, Aww, an English accent. accent, but she's only lived in London for four years. I it's loved so good. her. So good. And of course, uh, the bubba, grandma. the bubbies. <laughs> our, our favorite, one of our favorite grandmothers is back. Best, best, best. 
And then this movie just ends in a twist. And I was so invested in the movie that I did not see the twist coming. To, to be fair, I never see twists coming, even the most <laughs> obvious ones. So I wasn't sure if I was just being stupid or if I was just like 100% sold because this movie was just that good. Chenga, you summed it up really, really, really well. This really is the do not judge a Hallmark movie by its poster because the poster is shit. <laughs> also, the leading lady was amazing in real life, but I guess not the most photogenic one. And so I was scared because I love Brian Greenberg. Yeah, in Prime, I was just like, yes, I want to be an older woman. And what what a weird thing to think as like a 13-year-old. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited for this one because, again, out of the 42 movies we get every year or so, the one Hanukkah movie has never disappointed us. Even this, even the more dramatic ones like Love Lights Hanukkah or The Adoption, still amazing. So I felt like, how can they just, they can't keep topping this. They, they can't. Like, you can't, even, they can't match it. Last year's Hanukkah on Rai was so perfect that I was like, how? How are you going to do it? You can't. But you can. They did. <laughs> they did. They And this was, I, I think, every year my cousin, so my little sister is dating a Jewish guy. And ever since she started dating him, I have been forcing her to watch <laughs> the Hallmark Hanukkah movies because it's one freaking movie, girl. You got to do this. You're, you're going to be in this family. And she got engaged this year. And so I now have a group chat with my future brother-in-law. So I'm there forcing them to watch it. <laughs> I'm like, oh everyone, God, Patty, you're going to have a real life Hanukkah. <laughs> I might oh just my get God. to live next year. <laughs> I'm so excited. I know we really need to get to eight movies. We really need to get to eight movies that are, I mean, we're at like, what, five now? One for every night, of, night Hanukkah. of Hanukkah. And you're going to lead the prayer. <laughs> I can lead the prayer. the candle. Yeah, so spoiler alert on that one. I sang it to Yoni, who is the, the fiancé. <laughs> And he was like, By the oh, way, he's a musician. He's a musician. <laughs> I know. But what a thick face of me to sing to this man. But I sang him and I was like, Yoni, do you guys sing this prayer? And I could sing it from memory. And he was looking at me like, what are you doing? And I think it's a more like American, American. tradition than like, yeah, so he's from Israel. Anyway, point is... I loved it. Every year, I love the Hanukkah movies, and this year was no exception. Brian Greenberg is class. He brought that, like, hometown... I, even if he wasn't the hometown hero, for some reason, he felt like the hometown hero, like the, you know, big man on campus, letterman jacket kind of guy. And yet, he had that secret soft side to him of, like, I'm an art teacher. I love working with the elderly. I am a nerd. I play Dungeons and Dragons. It's like, oh, my God, and you're this hot? Are you perfect? Let's go. And yet, their chemistry, not just with the lead girl, who was amazing. She, her face just always said it all. But back to Brian Greenberg, he had chemistry with the grandmother. He, he had chemistry with the friend. He, he just had chemistry with everybody. And when her ex-boyfriend, well, her boyfriend in the time loop who, you know, she broke up with at many points in time, when he started showing up and you could tell that Brian Greenberg was like getting hurt, mm -hmm. like, you know he was falling in deep. And what I liked about it is that every time she convinced him that this has happened, this has happened, it's real, he would just go all in. This is like the Sam Page of it all, of like, yes, yes I believe yes. you. I believe you, and I'm going to go on this adventure with you. This was, of course, Groundhog Day, but make it Hallmark. But also, it really felt to me like 50 first dates, but make mm -hmm. it Hallmark, because of the unintentional, you know, Groundhoggy Day of it all, of them, of... Adam Sandler character, meaning that's our lead girl, her remembering everything every single day. And then he, Drew Barrymore character, Brian Greenberg, not knowing a thing at all. And so it was on her to remind him and kind of make her fall in love with him over and over. And he did. And my favorite part, and I know this is neither here nor there, is that in the end, they played Melt With You. Yes, they did which is the beginning too. Which is like, help. 
This is 50 First Dates! And it was a really good cover. And I'm thankful to the Reddit community for telling us who the artist was because then we were able to like just listen to it on repeat. And honestly, it now feels like a Christmas song to me because of, well, Hanukkah song, let's be real, um, because of where it's at. And yes, um, Louis Litt, I, I liked him on Suits. Um, I thought he was nice. Comic relief. I, I mean, I, I didn't like him in the beginning. Let's be real. No one liked him in the beginning, but they, he did grow on me. And here he is such a good dad. That twist in the end, and we're going to spoil it. Basically, everybody in the family who goes through the dreidel will find true love in their soulmate because it's like a Harry Potter clock stopper, right? Like you keep extending time until they fall in love with you. And what a beautiful symbolism of the dreidel. And just, ah, this movie is perfect. Chingai's text to me was, Hallmark needs to stop making movies now. <laughs> and if they do, and if they do, we already have a couple perfect Hanukkah movies, so I am not going to complain. I could say so much more, but my head is just thinking of like, we need to end this call soon because I want to rewatch it. And Chingai, how many times have you watched this movie? I've watched it thrice. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again. And actually, I think I'm just going to do a Hanukkah marathon. Yes. Because they're, they're really the best movies. They are. They really are. So we, we started off with, just to recap that, that was Double double Holiday, which was before our time in terms of... Um, one year in, before our time. One year yeah. before our time, right? And then mm-hmm. we get, I think it was Love Lights Hanukkah, then Eight Gifts of Hanukkah, then Hanukkah on Rai, and now this. So we're on night five. We now have five nights of Hanukkah, and three that means three, uh, more, three years. more years. Three more years. <laughs> Before we get the full eight nights. So I guess we have to keep this podcast going for at least three more years. And then we have a Hanukkah special. Because wow, what what a time to be alive. Happy Hanukkah. Amazing. But we would not end this episode without our favorite, favorite section. We are now at the holiday edition of Mary Kill. Chingai. Chingai so, so kindly, actually, guys. She makes this, like, template that we need to fill out every week. And FYI, this week, I didn't get to fill up anything. But except I for... Think, I don't think you need a template to, to figure this one out, right? But this one I know. So, oh, okay. Yeah, this one, I don't I don't need a template for, for mm. Fuck, Mary Kill, for sure. But I just want to call out that thank you, Chingai, for putting in the effort to fill in the template for both of us. Um, I, 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 my notes are blank, but this is all from memory, and I'm trying my best. So here we are. Who are we killing? I will go first. This is the first time that I'm doing this. I think. I think this is the first time I'm doing this. I'm going to set fire to the Cherry Lane house. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Apparently, awesome. it's just one house. <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know. To be fair, Christmas on Cherry Lane can mean their neighbors on the same street. That's what I thought it yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, and except one set of neighbors wear 70s outfits. <laughs> Were they really 70s outfits? I mean, they tried. They tried to be subtle about it. Um, yeah, no, I am killing the house. I am killing the house by arson, and then nobody will ever have to live there again, and we're good. It's sad because I really do like James Denton. I, I want him and stuff, but here we are. Yeah, here we are. After you, after you go arson on the house, I'm just gonna drop another bomb on it just to make sure that everyone dies and that we never have to see this stupid house again. <laughs> okay, I guess you're killing them too. They're four yeah. double homicide. We can move on. All right, I am fucking a uh, double sandwich of a Sam Page Paul Campbell back to back. Why not? It's Christmas. I can have it all. No, Sam Page would be like, okay, so to, we would, I would start fucking with Paul Campbell. So that's like, you know, high energy, grump, you know, just, and then I would kind of like chill, a little more chill sesh with um, Sam Page, who would take me down from that incredible like manic high to like a more like, yeah, steady, slow, sensual session with Sam Page. So all the alliterations for Sam Page. So it is a double matinee for me. Um, a Paul Campbell Sam Page sex sandwich. Yes. So every week I do Pilates, and my studio <laughs> has this. <laughs> my studio has this chart on the wall that um, it has a grid with all the. So the, the numbers go from from zero all the way up to 
1.9 and this is me in meters. So every time I'm on the machine that's in front of this wall, I'm just thinking, well, that's how tall Victor oh, Webster is. Well, that's how tall Paul Campbell. So this week, I was just thinking, <laughs> when I was on the, the barrel thing, I was like, well, well, this would be how tall Paul Campbell is. And that would be he would be my fault then because I'm just seeing it happen yeah. <laughs> as I do my stretches and it's a- it would be perfect I think that he would be a fun fuck as you know the the Grinch with yeah. something something underneath that uh, icy layer <laughs> <laughs> I support this completely I'm so glad we now have that thread on our um, WhatsApp message of just all their heights because I do yeah. love going back to it and just I should star that message so I don't have to keep searching for it all the time. It's just a useful, useful facts, useful facts for the season. All right, Chingai, I don't think it's a surprise who we're both marrying. I think the thing is to marry this man, we would have to convert to Judaism. Well, we won't have to, but if we want like the traditional, apparently like Jewish wedding with like the breaking of the glass and the, you know, and if you want to do it in like the hometown, uh, you would need to convert. So, you know what? I'll do it. (laughs) Brian Greenberg, Brian Greenberg, marry me and then marry Chingai as well. I think it's a good deal. I'd like to think. There was like this, during the start of the pandemic, I got really into these Jewish shows like Orthodox and Shisa ah, on Netflix. Nice. So I can just picture I can just picture our Orthodox wedding. Oh we'd be so cute. Brian Greenberg um, I don't think I'll he's Orthodox w- though. I mean he could be. It's okay. Yeah. I'll get our wigs ready and then okay. it, it would be <laughs> <laughs> And then we could do like yeah the breaking of the glass and everything. Sorry Jamie Chung but the the Patricias are here to We're here. Man. Jamie yeah. <laughs> Jamie, thank you for opening the door for Asians. <laughs> yes! <The> real Asians. <laughs> the Asian Asians are here now. We can take over. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, Brian Greenberg. Come on. It's just like, he's like, you can take him home to mom, right? He's that kind of guy. But clearly, there's a fun, like, naughty side there, too. You can tell. You can tell. And he'll take care of you. He also can join your brotherhood of, like, people that are good with their hands. I feel like I feel like he could be that. Yeah, I feel like he, he could be an architect. Yeah, like Caravaggio, right? Exactly. That's, uh, that's the, the most thing. beautiful hands ever. Thank you, Bobby. And you know what? I, I feel like he would be good. Like, he would... He would have no problem meeting your friends too. Oh yeah, you know, he'd be so cool. Like, he'd just be e- easily slip into the, into the, into the, into, into lots of things. Um, yes, Brian Greenberg. <laughs> we want to marry you. Please say yes, and to everybody, thank you, guys. Penultimate episode of the year, and I know it was a light year for us. We literally did nothing but one episode in the Christmas stuff. So we appreciate your support. If you're not following us on our socials, we are at But Make It Hallmark on Instagram and at Make It Hallmark on Twitter. What are we doing, Chingai? What are we doing? We have one more week. I want to thank everyone for joining along, and we'll see you guys next week on But Make It Hallmark. Happy, Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah.